Hey, everybody. <laughs> I forgot to look up a Lord of the Rings quote. <laughs> hey. And this is the Lords of the Rings. I've got a Lord of uh, the, the Rings quote. Let's hear it. Uh, so I'm squeeze. <laughs> right? Sam, when he's all crying and saying that Frodo at the end of the first one. You guys yeah. can't know that, that quote. Certainly. <laughs> um, and this is Lords of the Ring. It's a fantasy booking podcast. It's, it's two friends... Um, <clears throat> writing wrestling, you know, uh, I, I I understand the term fantasy football, and I do ultimately think, what else are you gonna call it? Yeah, <laughs> um, but the element that is missing for me is like, you're not. <sighs> that's not role playing or fantasy. That's that, and I don't I don't mean because it's sports. I just mean because you're just taking what actually happened. And mixing it with other things that actually happened. Yeah. Right? That's what fantasy sports is. It's not well, yeah, it's not yeah, you guys it's... getting together or rolling a dice and saying, I want my guy to do yeah, this. I mean the yeah, yeah, you, you know, the, the fantasy element, I guess, is that you know, you create your own team. Uh and there is something to that, and I think that's valuable. And again, I don't know what else you would call it. And I do propose that someday we do a WrestleMania version of that where you we both book our respective WrestleManias, but they have to be matches that actually happen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's great. I don't know that fantasy is the right word is all. Yeah. Maybe it should be dream sports. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Dream sports. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I think you get a cool like rosebud emoji Twitter of like, you know, kids who like anime will start getting into dream sports. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, it, 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 it may be crazy enough to work. <laughs> like all of my harebrained schemes over here. <laughs> so, yeah, what we do is we we write, we each write two television programs each week. <laughs> read them to each other. And you guys listen to that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it sounds totally wacky if, if you're in 2003. But hey, man, this is what culture is now, okay? Yeah, come on, guys. Get <laughs> you with, all know better. Come on, get with our show. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> yeah, you um, jerks. And we're we're hot off the heels of <clears throat> our first full pay per view, Elimination Chamber. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and you know, if texts from yesterday are anything to trust, we got a couple of doozies on our hands today. Yeah, well, you know, I you know, I don't want to hype it too much, but uh, I think yeah, the road to WrestleMania will not leave people disappointed, in my opinion. Hell yes, I am very excited to hear yours, and all I'll say about mine until I read mine, which is very soon, is it's a doozy. Ooh. All right, <laughs> um, I'm not shall, argue shall we? Shall we? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. Welcome to Monday Night Raw on the USA Network. It's 8 p.m. and it is February 22nd. Yes. (laughs) Guys. (laughs) All right. And, of course, the Hurt Business are in the ring. Uh, They they recap what happened last night at Elimination Chamber, which is to say that Kevin Owens' music went off in the middle of Bobby Lashley's match with Goldberg, distracting him and costing him, so they want answers. Uh, KO's music once again hits, but this time he is accompanying it. He's like, hey man, I wasn't even there last night. Adam Pierce kicked me out after I beat up that 
asshole Sam Roberts. <laughs> I got kicked out. But, but hey, you know, Bobby, if you're mad about it, you can give me a match. And it could be for the U.S. title <laughs> if you want. MVP's like, ah, cute, but no way. Uh, KO says that, hey, whoa, 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 don't speak for Bobby. Bobby, what is it? Either I'm innocent and you owe me an apology, or you're pissed at me and you want to fight, and I'm a prize fighter, so I'll only do it for that United States championship before Bobby or even MVP can say anything. The Usos music go, Usos, up top. I think so. I, I don't should. know if they've changed in recent months, but, you know, you know. What if just every wrestler's music was just them yelling their name? Braun! Right? Yeah. And then you got Usos. And then if it was like, Tyler Breeze! <laughs> yeah, and then it just goes into a song. Yeah, I, you know, I yeah. think, you know, I wouldn't hate it. Try telling us what cha- what championship belts would look like today, back in 2000, and yeah. it will feel very possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they just come out and are like, okay, but for real, we getting a rematch or what? Come on, we all saw it. My foot was on the his foot was on the dang rope. MVP just rubs his temples like, oh my god, what is? This? <laughs> uh, he's like, you guys, you guys lost, right? Just get to the back of the line. Off mic, Kevin Owens is like, what line? There's no what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Usos win a couple matches and then you know we'll see you. You're, you're earning yourself another title shot. Kevin's like, okay, cool, that's done. What about me? Hey, Bobby, <laughs> are you going to apologize for being a gullible idiot and blaming me for your loss to Goldberg? Or are you going to fight me like a man? Ooh. Bobby's getting real hot. Yeah. Uh, the others are trying to talk him down. MVP gets an idea. He's like, all right, all right, fine, fine, fine. How about this? Kevin, you find yourself a partner, and you'll take on the Usos. If the Usos win, they get their tag title rematch. If KO's team wins, he gets a shot at Bobby's title. KO's like, are you the general manager now? What is this? You know, when the WWE likes to be self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, MVP's like, well, what is it? Do you, do you want to back down from a fight like a coward, or do you want to fight for a prize? Mm. KO is flustered and is, is weighing his options and finally says okay and sulks off. We crossfade to Bianca Belair arriving in the arena as we head to commercial. Ooh. Hot segment. Hot segment one. Hot segment <laughs> one. I want to my energy not. may not be reaching what was does was needed there, but I think we can all agree the content was hot. Yeah, absolutely. Let me take another sip of my Ultra Zero Monster I, Energy drink. I mean, I'm excited, decided to see what happens with Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. What she has. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. So, Seg 2 starts up. We get a, re- recap of, nah, a recap of how Raw went off the air. Really? A tongue twister. <laughs> get a recap of how Raw went off the air. Well, there you go. Uh, last week. And we see Lana, you know, and uh, go through the ring, all that stuff. Crossfade to Lana in the ring. She gets a few generic recappy sentences in, but before uh, Nia Jax's music hits, she's stomping her way down the ring. Before she gets there, Shayna Baszler attacks Lana from behind. Some punches, some kickers. Uh, It eventually gets gets Lana's arms double chicken winged, you know, holding her arm to the back for for Nia to wind up for a big pitch. But before she does, she checks in with the Thunderdome screen. Should I do it? Should I do it? And here's the pitch. 
whammo right in the face of Shayna Baszler. Oh, man. Lana well, didn't even move. Hmm. Nia did it all on her own. Sh- uh, Shayna's down. She's shocked. She expresses her distaste with what, uh, wait, with what Nia did. Uh, Shayna gets up in Nia's grill, they, and Shayna starts swinging on Nia, and then Lana saves Nia. Wow. Yeah. Big drop kick. Shades of Alicia Fox at this year's Royal Rumble. <laughs> Just sends uh, Shayna reel into the outside. Lana and Nia look at each other, and Nia offers a hand. We get a big handshake. Shades of the mega power. Yeah, I was looking at these two. Shayna is flummoxed on the outside. Uh, Stare down, and then cross fade to Drew Gulak walking to the ring. It's Gulak versus Otis after the break. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We're back. Gulak's in the ring with an audiovisual PowerPoint breaking down. Where Chad Gable went wrong at the on the Elimination Chamber pre-show. Uh, again, just again, it's funny because he's funny, but not jokes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Otis comes out with Gable. Gable, you can tell, is not happy, but he's trying to swallow that along with his pride. <laughs> Otis looks determined. Handshake, and this one's off. This one's going, folks. Uh, <laughs> Otis uh, certainly has the strength and size advantage, but boy, does Gulak have an answer for everything. Focusing mostly on escaping rather than offense, really underlying the weaknesses in Otis's game. Mm. Eventually, Drew gives Otis in an ankle lock, and you can tell it's like cinched him, but he's not cranking it all the way up. Uh, Gable shouts from the outside and does some hand motions. Otis is like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> it looks like he's gonna do a somersault out of it, but instead, spins horizontally to his back and then to his stomach and to his back. So, like a pencil roll. Yeah, all right. And Gulak hangs on for a little bit, but eventually Otis uh, escapes. Everyone's kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Gulak's like, oh, okay. All right. Now we got something as we head to commercial. We're back. And Drew has Otis in like a, like a spinning toe hold type thing. Uh, but he's not spinning. He's just like sitting in it, right? Yeah. Just cranking that leg. Um, Otis is struggling to come up with escape. He goes to sort of press his foot on Gulak's chest to like trip him backwards, but Gulak grabs the foot and twists the ankle the opposite direction. So now he's got him in two. He's like using his legs to to keep the the leg twist oh. on the one leg and his hands to twist the leg uh, with the other leg. Uh, Otis again is in pain, but it's 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 mostly about control at this point. Uh, sorry, let's see here. Uh, so then Otis starts to just bring his bend his knee and bring his foot back in and out, in and out, in and out. So it causes Drew to like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then eventually he pulls him in for like a, not exactly a small package because he can't hook everything properly, but you know, a, 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 a sloppy little roll. Yeah, I guess I'm going to pin. Yeah. Uh, two count. Drew is impressed and offers a handshake to Otis. Uh, Otis goes for it. Gulak pulls him down into a cross face. Otis. Converts it into a scissored arm bar cross face, Ooh. like the, the like uh, Pax move. Uh, and yells, never let your guard down! <laughs> like Sail Banditi from Ready to Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> After a bit, Otis starts rocking and reeling. Mm. He's wobbling and wiggling. <laughs> he eventually rolls. It looks like he's going to roll himself into a pin, but he stops. And so now all of his weight 
is just on Gulak. Like his feet are up in the air. He's, he's tucked his chin. And so all he's still in the hold, but like all of his weight is on Gulak, who's like on his back. Yeah. And Otis starts like kicking up into the air with his feet. So he's bouncing all of his weight Oof. on Gulak's stomach, causing him to break the hold. They get up. Gulak's impressed. <laughs> Otis approaches, and Gulak just jumps right into a guillotine body scissors and then hooks his arms into a butterfly lock. And that's it. Oof. Just brings him down and tap, tap, tap. Otis appears not to have learned the lesson of don't let your guard down. <laughs> or you could see it as <laughs> the whole time it was a it was an exercise in escaping and playing chess, right? Mm-hmm. And then Gulak was like, oh, this guy figured out my game. I got to just put him down now. Oh, okay. Yeah. No more playing. No more playing. One wonders. <laughs> uh, Gable's disappointed, but not pissed. He's just like, ah. but he enjoyed the match he just saw. So he comes in and handshakes all around as we head to the back. I got to say, what's I think what's going on with these three is my favorite part of Monday Night Raw right now. Wow. Love, the, love what's going on with these three. That's a very SmackDown take, I got to say. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Your favorite <laughs> part of it. Raw is SmackDown booking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that of the real world. That's not me saying how you book. I'm saying like this. No, this know. is like SmackDown 6 stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we see Kevin Owens, uh, we're backstage. We see Kevin Owens talking to Dexter Loomis. He's like, Hey man, I really respect you after our match last week. And I think together we'd be an unstoppable team. Uh, tag with me tonight. And once I'm us champion, you'd be first in line. <laughs> De- like it's, per- it's like perpendicular. Like Kevin's talking to the side of Dexter's face. Who's just looking straight ahead. Okay. And then after he says that Dexter turns and looks Deep into his eyes, dare I say, into his soul, mm. and then just turns and walks away. Creepy guy. Okay, yeah. Okay, could I just say no? Jeez. <laughs> uh, cross fade back to Bianca Belair is in the ring. Uh, she says, after a lot of deliberation, she has made a decision on who she will challenge at WrestleMania, and she's glad to announce it will be Yoshirai. Yoshirai. Uh. After seeing her former NXT sister shock the world last night, she can't help herself. That's the match she wants, and that's all there is to it, folks. Wow. All right. Uh, Throw to a video package celebrating SD Jones, Junkyard Dog, Bad News Brown, and Coco Beware. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seg 5, we see a tight shot of the Taj Mahal in India. Hmm. And slowly zoom out. And at the end of the reflecting pool is that dang black door. Hmm. Fade to black. Hmm. Fade up. Kevin Owens is on the phone. <coughs> he says, uh, Estaras and Pareja Camingo por favor. See, <laughs> see, si, si, si. Esta noche. Uh, ahora, por favor. <laughs> oh, they, ah, they hung up. And Kevin rubs his eyes and sighs. Dios mio. <laughs> Where's a generic luchador when you need one? Hmm. Lucha House Party walk by. <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet. Hey, Metalik. When do you want to tag with me? If we win tonight, the Usos are in the back of the line. So technically, you guys would be closer to a tag team title shot if you helped me win tonight. Uh, Lindsay's like, no way. You beat up Sam Roberts. We love Sam Roberts. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Kevin Owens heads uh, heads off, and he we follow, we follow him. 
and he sees Ricochet doing one of those like you stand on a rubber band and yeah, yeah, pump things and the pump. <laughs> yeah, Ricochet. Hey man, I'm I'm desperate. I need a tag team partner. I've tried everybody. Jimmy Jacobs, Artie Evans just got off the phone with Prince Puma, and none of them could make it. <laughs> Ricochet does that thing where a WWE babyface has to laugh at an inside reference but can't do anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just like a pause. Uh, and then he's like, look, Kevin, uh, even if I didn't have a match already scheduled tonight, you've been kind of a dick lately. Sorry, man. Yeah. Okay. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> but can we agree that Sam Roberts sucks? <laughs> Ricochet is like, you're on your own, man. And pieces out. <laughs> Crossfade to the ring where Michael Cole has a microphone. Ooh. He's in the ring. Everyone's perked up now. What's yeah. the Cole guy going to say? Cole says, after Bianca Belair's game-changing announcement earlier, it came to light that Raw needs to name a number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Things move fast around here, so strap in and uh, as we barrel down the road to WrestleMania, where we're going to have a tournament to name the number one contender, with the finals being on March 21st at WWE Fastlane. Wow. And the first opening round match will be next. Move Things move fast around here. Yeah, this is... Uh... Uh... Hey. You know, I, as a fan, <laughs> I'm ready to see it. I, I love, I can't, not, you know, not enough tournaments for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, what, we've given them four already in our six episodes? Yeah. Of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naomi's music hits as we head to commercial. We're back with Naomi in the ring. Her opponent, Candice LeRae. Hell of a first match to kick off the tournament. Showcase way more of Candice, uh, way more than Candice's tenacity on this one. It's spotlighting her. Hot, fast-paced action. Finish is Naomi goes for a big old rear view, but Candice counters it with a German wow. and converts it into a rolling prawn hold for the three. Candice LeRae has advanced in this tournament. We're in the back with Kevin Owens. <laughs> he's clearly talking to somebody, but the shot's tight on him. And he's talking about how whoever they're talking to was done dirty out there. And if they teamed up, they'd, well, they'd be an unstoppable team. <laughs> and they're both prize fighters. Come on, what do you say? Zoom out, pan over. It's Shayna Baszler. Wow. She, she's in her streets, and she has a roller bag. And she's like, sorry, Kev, I'm done with teams. You understand. And she shoulder blocks Kevin on her way out of the frame. Ooh. KO is disheartened. Commercial. <laughs> Seg 7. Show's flying by. Look at this. <laughs> We're back with Charlie Caruso interviewing Asuka on her thoughts about Bianca electing to challenge Io Shirai at WrestleMania. Asuka is sort of befuddled by the whole idea. She basically gets her across the idea that it's odd that Bianca considers herself the EST, but doesn't want to challenge a more seasoned wrestler, but rather with who she's already familiar with and knows she can handle. Very odd. Mm. Nevertheless, she'll be ready for whoever, but they won't be ready for Bianca enters the frame. Bianca's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I would have loved to have challenged you like last year (laughs) or the year before that because, you know, I would have loved to have had a great wrestling match. But this year it feels like we would have ended up just having, I don't know, a dance contest, (laughs) Uh, a funny face contest. I'm not interested in that. Asuka is offended. Bianca walks off. We zero in on Asuka's shocked face as it turns into a look of like determination i'm yeah. like oh okay fade to footage of wrestlemania 27 yeah randy orton is posing after his big win over someone 
uh, <laughs> zoom out and it's on the uh, zoom out and the match is on the monitor. And next to the monitor is a big whiteboard with the whole card on it. Mm. A DeLorean speeds by and King versus Cole has been crossed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back from commercial. and Michael Condole is conducting a video interview via satellite with Edge. Ooh. He asks him his thoughts on how Randy Orton has been handling himself lately. Edge kind of laughs it off a little bit at the top, but then gets pretty serious. <laughs> you know, last year I had a uh, tremendous experience returning at the Rumble, and I really appreciate the love I got from the fans. But of course, it turned ugly with Randy, and uh, I thought that was over after what we got up to last year. But that's the thing with the Rumble, right? You get in there, you don't know who you're going to be in there with. And once I got back in there, it all came flooding back. Uh, and uh, that's why... He starts to tear up. Mm. <laughs> I uh, I regret. I regret uh, entering the rumble last year, and uh, for 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 my safety and the security of my family, I uh, he starts really crying here. Oh boy! I I can't I can't keep long pause. Cole's like Edge. Are 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 you saying that you're ding dong? <laughs> Someone's at Edge's door. Uh oh. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Uh-oh. Edge, is, Edge wipes his tears, excuses himself, and goes and gets the do- goes to the door. Who is it? Blaze Pizza. <laughs> I have an extra large anchovy pizza for Adam Copeland. Uh-oh. Edge is like, oh, uh, all right, anchovy. That's, uh, anchovies are an a- excellent pizza topping, or they reek of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> he swings open the door and gets a pizza. He, he walks back to the interview. He, his entire demeanor has totally changed. <laughs> Pops open the box, and then his face drops. Oh, my God. Cole's like, Edge, Edge, what, what, what is it? He picks up what looks like a Polaroid picture, Polaroid picture, but we only see the back, and, can, and inspects it closely. And his eyes widen. Cole's like, Edge, what, 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 what is it? Edge takes the beat. You can see the wheels turning. He's like, I, I got some stuff to figure out, but uh, I'll tell you about it. Next Monday, in person. Wow. And he hangs up the video call. Wow. Corey Graves is like, move over, Pulp Fiction. Where did he order that pizza from? McGuffins? <laughs> Booker T is like, shut up, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cold lets us know that later tonight we'll get another uh, exclusive sit-down interview with Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, wow. Commercial break. We're back with Akira Tozawa and his ninjas in the ring. Do you know about this? I do not. Okay. Oh, you don't. Sounds great. Uh, No, (laughs) it's not. Uh, It's just like the height of pandemic WWE where they were just doing cinematic bullshit. Okay. And yeah, Akira Tozawa had a bunch of, it has a bunch of ninjas and now. Just on his team? Just yeah all right <laughs> and he's wearing a black karate gi and it sucks what did, what am uh, i writing wwe in real life <laughs> yeah it's i'm telling you man that again the point of this pod is not to compare we're just having fun yeah but sometimes it is just like you think we're joking but this is perfectly pitched to what they would do <laughs> um and we'll get more of that later uh so we're back at kirito and his ninjas are in the ring we get the kaiju footage and the augmented reality pool on the stage. Joe's entrance. It's Samoa Joe. Hell yeah. Akira Tozawa's ninjas rush. Oh. 
<laughs> Joe is walking down the ramp and just very easily dispatches of each ninja as yeah, they, this, they come I, his way. I'm, yeah, this rules. I, I, I'm more <laughs> of Joe just like taking out non-playable characters on his way to the ring. <laughs> yeah, so yep. good. Uh, he gets in the ring and stares down Tozawa. <laughs> Bell rings and Joe just annihilates Akira Tozawa. Hell just, yeah. This is a match that, you know, 15 years ago I would have been jacked up to see in a shitty gymnasium. But yeah. now is just brutal, one-sided. Yeah. Uh, Joe picks up the win. And as he leaves, Cesaro's music hits. Mm. <clears throat> they have a bit of a convo at the top of the ramp. And Cesaro said, like, it's clearly like approving of Joe's, you know, match and actions. Cesaro's got a match coming up next. Ooh, okay. We're back. Angel Garza is making his way to the ring with Carmella. Joe is just sitting on a steel chair at the top of the entrance ramp uh, with his arms crossed uh, on the stage. Bell rings. Angel does the wait, 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 wait. Goes over and gets a smooch from Carmella <laughs> and turns around and Cesaro's just calmly waiting. <laughs> He's like, all right, are you, are you good? And he's just like, well, hold on. And he does the tearaway pants thing. And so I was like, okay, you good? <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. Big running European uppercut from Cesaro. Yeah. Picks him up and just launches him in the air. Another big Euro. Oof. Big swing. Sharp shooter. Tap, tap, tap. Thanks. Tell Amar- for Garza. Yeah. Carmela taps Garza. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Carmela uh, tends to Garza as Cesaro gets his arm raised. Heads up the sage, and Joe's like, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Not All too right. bad. Hmm. Burn. Walter. Whoa. Cesaro and Joe kind of have like, yeah, you know, on the indie scene, when you just see like guys who work the show just hang out and watch the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the vibe they have. They're like, whoa, Walter's next. All <laughs> right. <laughs> go do it, dude. <laughs> and they sit and they watch Walter enter. Uh, Walter's in action next. Hmm. Sag 11. We're back as Ricochet is making his entrance. He mounts off to Joe and Cesaro, making it clear that they should watch him. <laughs> Bell rings and Ricochet bounces around like a damn pinball while Walter calmly waits for this to be done. <laughs> uh, we get a flip off of Walter's back into an ineffective dropkick <laughs> to follow up. Just nothing doing. Ricochet runs off the rope. Big old chopski. Ooh. Which causes Ricochet to do a shooting star press bump. Yeah. Uh, he picks him up and just power bombs him five times. <laughs> oh my god. And then and then pins him. Walter gets his hand raised and Ricochet starts coughing up blood. Oh wow, internal injuries. Uh, yep, he gets yep, he gets the full stretcher job as Cesaro and Joe make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> Walter just walks to the back without acknowledging Joe or uh, Cesaro. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Cole pitches to us that next week the WWE champion Goldberg will be on Monday Night Raw. Ooh. This commercial. I'm tuning in. You gotta see Goldberg. You gotta see what this guy's gonna do. Seg 12. We get a replay of Walter just destroying <laughs> Ricochet. <laughs> it's just brutal. Uh, we're in the back and Carmella is checking on Garza. She's like, are, are you going to be okay? My match for the Women's Raw Championship Tournament is coming up tonight, and I won't be able to look after you. <sighs> we cut to Angel's POV, <laughs> and Carmella is now is in the art style of Monster High. 
and asks him how many fingers she's holding. <laughs> he guesses wrong and then rubs his eyes, and now she is drawn like a, a DreamWorks hand animation, hand drawn animation character. Ooh. Uh, this time, Angel guesses the numbers correctly. She's like, "Great." So what are we uh, going to watch on Peacock tonight? <laughs> Angel gives a wubba, 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 shakes his head thing, and she's a Care Bear now. Oh. Angel's like, a Care Bear? And Camilla's like, Care Bears? I mean, that's cute, but it's for kids. Though Peacock does have a great selection of children's programming. <laughs> he rubs his eyes again, and we do a quick parade of Carmela appearing as each animation style of the thing she lists. <laughs> Madagascar, Woody Woodpecker, How to Train Your Dragon, Postman Pat, Macy, uh, the, advent- the New Adventures of He-Man, Shrek. She's walking off as she's listing lists. Yeah. And then Angel turns and looks into a mirror, and he's got Peacock's he- uh, sw- uh, logo spinning around his head. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> this is great. Uh, yeah, WWE's moving to Peacock, folks. Let's, uh... And then in his periphery, we see Kevin Owens walk by, and we cut to a diegetic camera <laughs> outside, and then no longer inside of a person's head. Uh, uh, Kevin's muttering to himself, if only Randy showed up to work still, we could be Team RKO. It'd be perfect. Uh, he rounds a corner and almost bumps into a well-dressed Mojo Raleigh and Titus O'Neil. Mojo and Titus pitch themselves to KO. And then when they're done, KO just does a... No. And <laughs> turns and walks away. Uh, the camera follows him. And then when they come back to the Florida boys, Ron Simmons has appeared behind them. Damn. Damn. Damn! Pretty good Ron Simmons impression, That's huh? pretty good. Damn! <laughs> Damn! Damn it! Damn! Um, they jump and clutch their ch- chests as we crossfade to Carmella making her entrance. I do have to, to think, KO, uh, beggars can't be choosers here. So I don't but know. Don't you feel like KO doesn't believe that? I don't think he does, but if I was going to give him advice, I'd say, KO, beggars can't be choosers. You got to, uh, sometimes, you, you know, your partners choose you. You know. I know. But he, he seemed like he was already at the end of his rope talking to Ricochet. That's but, you know, this guy's exasperated. It's <laughs> very true. So we're back with Carmella in the ring. The screen, you know, again, a full screen video um, with the edit of all those previous video packages of the punching, punching bag and the guy who shaped like a punching bag and the ring. It's all fastly paced edited to cutting between them and, you know, disarray and then their new forms and back and forth, back and forth. And finally, the Chinese symbol for, you know, the concept of the present Ooh. is shown. And then the name Zia Lee. Wow. Zia Lee marches to the ring. Carmella, of course, is worried. Bell rings and it's Kick City. <laughs> Short work. Cyclone kick. What an impressive debut from Zia Lee. Wow. Uh, Looks like Carmella and Angel are going to be watching This Is Us on Peacock from a hospital bed tonight. Yeah, tough day for these uh, two. <laughs> yeah. Zaya looks fiercely into hard cam. And then we do a crossfade to the same image, but clearly on a television. Zoom out. Yeah. And who's watching, Justin? Who do you think's watching? Asuka? That would be nice, you'd think. Who's watching? Dexter Loomis. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, no, nothing to be read on his face except if you paused at the exact right moment and or found a reddit post where someone did <laughs> you can see the slightest smile for half a second on Dexter Loomis's face up next a sit down interview with the number one contender for WWE Championship Shinsuke Nakamura we're back and Michael Cole intros Shinsuke Nakamura and the whole thing is a very tongue in cheek 
uh, just Shinsuke dunking on Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, uh, he he's talking about uh, you know, how he's excited to wrestle Goldberg because he he only has to watch so much tape because the guy only has two moves. Uh, and then it's like it comes to like he's just conf- he's just confused. He does not understand Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get him. Uh, he throws in. He's like on the older side, and then all of his matches are so short that if you were to add up all of Goldberg's matches of his career, it would equal like one year of Nakamura's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just like, you know, really going for it. But in a passive aggressive sort of, you know, the fake foreigner thing he was doing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Just I'm befuddled. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> he seems to have faced much lesser talent too and compares it to the brutal journey Shinsuke had in Japan to get there. Cole speaks up and is like, well, you know, Goldberg did wrestle a little bit in Japan. And Shinsuke makes a meal out of being like, what? <laughs> he did? Huh? And he's like, I, I got to look. I got to do more research on this. Uh, I got to look into this Goldberg guy. Pulls out his phone <laughs> and starts look, like typing away at it. And Cole's like, what are you doing? And Shinsuke's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing research. And then he pulls up a picture of Goldberg from Santa's sleigh and just holds it up to the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just what is and just what what is what is this and just laughs he keeps scrolling and and just keep, he just keeps muttering to himself bill goldberg bill goldberg bill goldberg and cole's like i i hope you don't mind me saying this but you don't seem to be taking this too seriously shinsuke pulls up another picture of his phone of just goldberg making a funny face and covers his mouth laughing he apologizes and then says he'll, he'll be serious. He'll be serious. And he uh, looks at his phone uh, some more and pulls up a picture of that time Goldberg did a whole promo with his forehead bleeding because he shoot banged his head up against a locker. <laughs> and just and then he pulls it up. He's like, ooh, ooh, and he acts really yeah. scared of the picture. <clears throat> uh, it's like the scariest thing he's ever seen. Cole has a smile on his face, but it's not so much amusement with what Shinsuke's doing, but amusement at the idea of how Goldberg's going to kick Shinsuke's ass. <laughs> he thanks Shinsuke for his time. And Shinsuke's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. As he keeps looking at Goldberg clip. He's watched Pachamania on his phone, you yeah. know. Then uh, we head to commercial. Shinsuke's so good. He's so good. Shinsuke. That's what I'm saying. I didn't really say much in that whole segment, but just if you know who Shinsuke Nakamura is. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Like just repeating Bill Goldberg as he's scrolling through his phone. Yeah. Come on. The best. Uh, all right. Sec 15. We're back. And the Usos are making their way to the ring. And their opponents. First, Kevin Owens. Uh, <coughs> and his, part- his partner? <laughs> and Kevin just kind of shrugs. No one comes out. Kevin's like, it's okay. Just ring the bell. It'll be fine. We get KO doing some stalling and figuring stuff out. You know, a lot of rollouts to the outside yeah. and stopping and starting. And eventually, the Usos kick his ass. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're a great tag team, and KO ain't got no one to tag. They throw him to the ropes, and KO, uh, the, uh, they go they throw him to the ropes to do a double super kick, but he hangs on to the ropes and rolls out as we had to commercial break, our final commercial break. Mm. We're back, and it's Chinlock City. KO's giving the people what they want. He's slowing it down. <laughs> He's trying to come up with something. He can't. <laughs> the Usos mount a comeback. 
or not even come back. They just get out of the chin lock and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, they get in position for that. Like Jay's or one of them's leaning on the turnbuckle. The other one jumps over for yeah. a body splash. But before they can, KO's music plays again. That's the next word I have in my notes. The Usos stop and look at whatever this is going to be. And all of a sudden, the Uso that was on the top rope is pushed to the uh, off to the outside onto nothing. Just a sick splat. Brutal. Yeah, it's... And they weren't pushed by Kevin Owens, that's for sure. But they, but none other than Mustafa Ali. Mm. Mustafa Ali works over the other Uso in the corner. KO is shocked but happy. Eventually, Ali whips uh, the, the Uso at Kevin, who hits a pop-up powerbomb, uh, pulls him to the corner. KO stands in the corner while Mustafa Ali does the 450 splash over him. It's like the Usos move, but with a flip in it. (laughs) And KO and Ali pick up the win. Kevin Owens has earned himself a United States Championship. Title shot. KO celebrates damn near Santino levels. (laughs) Playing a trumpet and all that shit. Uh, Trombone, I guess. Uh, Hurt Business music plays, but before they can get out there, the rest of Retribution is already guarding Kevin uh, in the ring. So we get a tense stare down. We go off the air. What could this mean? Well, clearly someone's able to play Kevin Owens' music besides Kevin Owens. He was already wrestling, so clearly it was not him. (laughs) And those Retribution boys have been known to hack into this and that whenever they need to. So, might have. mm, Interesting. My question that's, yeah. Is Kevin secretly involved in this, or is this beyond his. power here that's what i'm and that's to see. Uh, that's a great question and that's the thing about kevin owens is he it, it could be either could be either. it could just be an asshole taking advantage of dumb luck or this could be the plan too you know that's that's ko for you well i'm you know i'm on the edge of my seat for next week already <laughs> i'm like what the heck is gonna happen next week absolutely well we know goldberg and edge are gonna be there <laughs> you know, and know that the... wasn't reason enough to tune in <laughs> yeah do what goldberg know and edge that the we know that the Raw Women's uh, Tournament's going to keep on rolling. Hey. And then, I, you know, we never said next week, but we know Kevin Owens has a United States uh, title shot, so. Hmm. Wow. Who knows? Loaded. Loaded. The, uh, yeah, what would that be, March, uh, uh, like, first or second first, episode? Yeah, or? yeah I believe it's March 1st. Yeah, yes. all right. Wow. Well, hey, hell of a Raw. Thanks, dude. Hell of a Raw, you know. I'm excited to watch your SmackDown. Well, I think we're about to get underway here. <laughs> Welcome to Friday Night SmackDown. The Beast Brock Lesnar's here. He is pissed uh, because of last week. We all know what happened. Uh, Triple H joins Moro and Allo on commentary this week uh, after Brock hit an F5 on the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels at Elimination Chamber because we all know Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns screwed Brock Lesnar out of becoming the number one contender to the Universal Championship in the main event of of Elimination Chamber. Uh, So, you know, Brock, of course, he comes in. He's hot. He storms to the ring. He grabs the mic and he goes, Paul, get your fucking ass out here. (laughs) No one comes out. 
Uh, you know, so Brock's like, all right, he's pissed. He throws the mic down, marches over to commentary, and he gets Moro up on his on his shoulders. Oh, and no. Now off mic here, but, you know, we're off mic, but you can obviously hear everything that's going on. There's mics set up yeah. in Zero, so we can yeah, all yeah. pick this up. And Triple H is like, whoa, whoa, Brock, Brock, Brock. Wait, put him down, Brock. Put him down, Brock. You got Roman at Fastlane if you put him down, Brock. You hear me? You got Roman at Fastlane if you put him down. They're not here tonight, Brock. Put him down. So Brock's just staring at him, puts Moro down on the ground. It's just, and he kind of smirks. And Moro, he's like, "Sorry," and <laughs> he leaves. So now, look at the. It's, it's, it appears at Fastlane we are going to have Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. Wow, that's what appears. Triple hey, H has the authority. That's what Triple H said, yeah. Hey, so here we go. All right, so uh, we go to commercial after that. Quick commercial break. Uh, we're coming back from commercial. And it's time for the first annual E-Zero Summit. The E-Zero Summit is a 16-man single elimination tournament where both <laughs> the semi and final rounds will take place at WWE Fastlane. Tournament City, uh, WWE Fastlane yeah. has now become. Uh, so Johnny Gargano's music hits, and he's here, and he's looking into the Thunderdome. Uh, he's wearing his Cleveland Browns gear. Mm. He gets to the ring. Awesome! My game too. Here comes the Miz. He comes out. And he's Cleveland also Poppers. wearing Cleveland yeah. Browns gear, and it, we've got a real battle for Cleveland on our hands here. Uh, so the bell rings, and they sprint right at each other. They're doing the punches right to each other's faces. It's hot. It's a good match. What else can you say? Uh, we get a Cleveland Steamers joke from Triple H. <laughs> Johnny locks in the Gargano escape for the win. Johnny Gargano is moving on in the E zero. Summit. Uh, so we fade to the Jumbotron, and it's time for a new episode of Flare House. Oh, boy. Uh, so the Flare House uh, opening credits montage starts rolling, and uh, we get to the episode where Rick and Lacey are sitting on the couch, and they're watching TV. Uh, so we hear some guy on the TV go, oh, yeah? What's it to you? And then a laugh track plays, and Lacey laughs. <laughs> and Rick goes, I can't hear the damn TV! Lacey gets up to it. So Lacey gets up to adjust the volume on the TV for Rick and she bends over in front of Rick. And Rick goes, I can't have much sex anymore. But Lacey, if I'd have known you 20 years ago, woo! uh, Lacey's like, aha, oh, Rick. Uh, So at this moment, Andrade comes down the stairs and his bag is packed. He's rubbing his head and he's and he's all sad. And Lacey's like, "Oh, Andrade, what's the long face?" Uh, so Andrade and he's saying all this in Spanish, but it's subtitled. Yeah. Uh, so he goes, "Charlotte has asked me to leave and never come back. I tried to explain to her how evil you two are, but she got very upset and kicked me in the head. She was the only person I ever loved, and you have taken her from me. It is something I can never forgive." My mother taught me to never hit a woman or senior citizen, so my only choice now is to leave with my honor. And he goes, turns to leave, and then uh, as he's getting ready to leave, Rick's like, Andrade, on your way back, we need some milk. And Andrade goes, you will burn in hell. And a laugh track plays, and he leaves. Flare house! <laughs> it's time for commercial break. Oh, holy shit. So, hey, Flare house, is, house. Flare house is picking up. Uh, I can't have much sex anymore. <laughs> you got to figure the guy can't. I mean, it's not good for his heart. 
Uh, all right, so <laughs> I don't know that Ric Flair has done a single thing in his life that could be categorized as good for his heart. <laughs> very true, very true. He, he probably, you know, actually, yeah. The only way he's still alive is if he's not doing things that are if he's doing things that are horrible for his health. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're coming back from commercial break. This is segment four now, and uh, Mickey James and Natalia are already in the ring. Uh, the Sisters of Annihilation's new sinister music hits, and they're accompanied by Alexa Bliss. And they're all creepy. Sisters mm-hmm. of Annihilation, they get to the ring and they're creepy masks. And uh, honestly, Mickey and Natalia are freaked. Uh, the match is pretty much a squash. Uh, Sisters of Annihilation hit the boot from hell on Natalia for the win. Who is going to take the women's tag team championship belts off of these two? Uh, so this kind of bleeds into segment five where the lights go out after the win. And on the Titan Tron, we get some creepy church bells ringing. Dong. Dong. Mm-hmm. It gets, you know, it starts speeding up and getting more and more chaotic and stops. And you just hear, let me in. And then Brother Bo displays on the Jumbotron and more sinister music is playing. Brother wow. Bo is here. He's got a beard and he's wearing a raggedy, dirty suit. Elias. Jeff Hardy are behind him. They've got the creepy bags on their heads. Dabakato's there, along with The Fiend. And they all make their way to the ring to join the Sisters of Annihilation and Alexa Bliss. They all kneel to The Fiend and Brother Bo. It's weird. And uh, we go to commercial. So it appears this crew is finally all together. We think. Creepy. Creepy. All right, so segment six. Now we're coming back from a commercial. And it's a video package for the unstoppable Ziggler-Rude. Uh, fresh off their loss to the Grizzly, new, the new tag team champs, the Grizzled Young Vets. Uh, but, hey, their spirits aren't down. They're climbing mountains, and they're cutting a promo. Like, they're going back and forth line for line, and they're saying things like, you know, we're taking our losses like men, and we're climbing back up the mountain. We don't give up. We always fight. We are the unstoppable Ziggler-Rude. And a bump and a bump, 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 bump. So hey, these guys, I don't think they're done yet. The Unstoppable. Oh no way! Yeah, may have lost them. They may have lost, but they they didn't get stopped. Yeah, they did not get stopped. They are unstoppable, at least in spirit. All right, so that so now we go to segment seven. It's time for another E Zero Summit opening round match. Seth Rollins music hits. Seth is here with Buddy Murphy. Uh, they get to the ring, and Drew McIntyre's music hits. It's This is a true barn, barn Ooh, burner. And boy, this is the opening yeah. round, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, they lay it all on the line, and Seth pulls it out with a pedigree. Uh, Drew oh. is stunned, but Jinder and Heath are there, and they help him up. And we go to our last commercial break. Segment eight, we come back, and local talent is already in the ring. Uh, your new SmackDown Women's Champion, Io Shirai's music hits, and here she comes. Her entrance rules. Uh, she comes out and wins in one move, basically, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> before she can even pose after the match, though, Bianca Belair rushes in yeah. from the crowd and throws a vicious forearm. Now, and she stands tall with the belt over Io Shirai. Uh, she wants the smoke, uh, as far oh, as we can tell. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, <laughs> right, so that happens. Uh, all right, segment nine. So uh, after Triple H shows a video package from a metal show he was at, uh, we cut to the ring <laughs> to see Fandango, <laughs> who, of, who, of course, 
uh, after the Elimination Chamber match last week, attacked his longtime friend and tag team partner, Tyler Breeze. Uh, so Fandango gets on the mic and just goes, My name is Johnny, and I am jealous. And he puts the mic down and walks to the back. Boo! Oh, jealous Johnny. Jealous, jealous Johnny. Johnny Curtis is here. <laughs> Boo! So now it's time for our main event. We'll say that this actually takes us to our last commercial break. Uh, we come back and it's time for our main event of the evening. The third and final E-Zero Summit match, opening round match of the night. Uh, it's Keith Lee versus Apollo Crews. So this yeah. here, this is the match of the night. Some might be saying this is a match of the year competitor with these two. Wow. Uh, you know, this goes on for two full segments. And Keith Lee eventually pulls it out with like a big sitting powerbomb. Uh, and he moves on to round two. Good night from Friday Night SmackDown. Big Keith. Big Keith pulls it out. So Keith Lee, Seth Rollins, and Johnny Gargano are the first three to move on in the E-Zero Summit. Now, are we keeping the prize for the E-Zero Summit kayfabe for now? or The, the prize is just you're the, the first winner of the E-Zero Summit. So it's just, the, okay. it's you know, it's it's bragging rights. It's right. it's. You know, we're building up the prestige. You're the winner of the first E-Zero Summit. And what is E-Zero? It's (laughs) (laughs) E-Zero. That's what I was hoping. Uh, It's E-Zero, baby. Now, is it a capital E, a lowercase E? Capital E, uh, capital Z, lowercase E-R-O. Oh, not even. Oh, wow. Zero spelled. Is there a hyphen? Is there a space? Is there nothing? Uh, There's a space. So, capital E, space, zero with a capital Z. (laughs) Summit spelt the way Summit is spelt, and I imagine the S is probably capital in Summit as well. Yeah, the S is capital, and uh, maybe we, uh, you know, maybe we get it. And it's a cool graphic. Yeah, and it's like a trademark or, or rights reserved. Yes, uh, yes. But, well, that's great. Um, so announced, but who knows for Fastlane? Yes, for both of us right now is the finals of the women's Raw women's tournament. Brock that's Lesnar. it, and my show. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it for you, right? So we got we got yeah. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which maybe hasn't officially officially been announced, right, right. but you know Triple H, yeah. so we we know it's hard happening. subject to change. We yeah. know it's happening. Uh, so those two are going to be going at it for the Universal Title, and we are going to have both the semi uh, semifinals and finals and finals of the E Zero Summit. So that's four matches already announced for on my end. On my end. Wow. We don't know exactly what the final semis and finals will be, but you know we know no, it's going to take no, place of there. Not. Of course, and you know I'd say but hopefully I'd say by WrestleMania you're going to want to win this tournament. <laughs> the, the momentum is so important. Yes, um, but you know that's what the thing is. We're, we're still a month out from Fastlane right now. Yeah, or slightly under, but yeah, it's March 21st, right? Is the uh, when they're yeah, and so yours would have aired March 27th. SmackDown would have been on Mar- or on February twenty sixth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the last. The la- yeah, this was the last uh, SmackDown and Raw of February, right? That we're yeah. on here. Hell yeah. Yep. So we still got three weeks till Fastlane, and then after Fastlane, we've got, I think, only three weeks before Mania. Okay, I like that. Is it or maybe four, may- right twenty first? I didn't. I don't. When is when it's is? Eight, I think sure. April. Oh no, that's probably April twentieth or something, right? Ooh, okay. Let's look it up. Are they doing a four twenty mania? 
Oh my gosh, they should. Explain all that Firefly Funhouse stuff. <laughs> yeah, God. That's what it would do. That stuff doesn't even make any sense. Oh, no, it's April 10th and 11th. So, yeah, like three weeks between Fastlane and Mania. Ooh, all right. Yeah, there you all go. All right, all right. Now, are you ready for a huge update? I Yeah, I've been waiting all episode. Personal update I've about been, me and professional wrestling? I've, wait, I've been waiting all episode. I'm getting into Lucha Underground. Hell yeah. All right. It's on It's on Tubi, the whole thing. Oh, wow, it is. And yeah, cool. and so I've just been digging in. Now, here's my hot take. <laughs> the backstages are the weakest part of Lucha Underground. Mm. We Here we are, years removed. It started in 2014, and here we are in 2021. And the backstages were all the rages back then. But now I watch them and I go, I get why they were all the rage. That's great. You, The show, if you just cut them all together, strong wrestling show. <laughs> like, And then contextually, in kayfabe, what is that audience who's at Lucha Underground privy to? They don't see all that stuff. Ooh. Right? Yeah. When you see when you got Vampiro banging his head up against the mirror in the backstage, that doesn't factor into the live experience they're seeing. And I get they're making a TV show, so it's a, it's a what it's going for is cool and great. I'm not trying to say it was bad by any means. I just think it's the same thing as the Firefly Funhouse for me, where it's like all of that is supposed to just get us hyped for the match, right? Yeah. And Lucha totally does, as opposed to Firefly Funhouse. Lucha is only putting that stuff there to make us excited for the matches, for sure, as a TV viewer. Yeah. But is it possible to convey that stuff through just live things? I posit yes. I think you can get all of the exact same things across through Dario Cueto talking to a live audience instead of in his cinematic shots where he's a really good actor and the wrestler he's talking to is not. (laughs) That's the other thing. It's like, I get what you're going for and Dario Cueto is great. And then it cuts to Brian Cage talking or Davari. And you're like, well, this guy's not very good. (laughs) So immediately I'm taken out of the thing. So I think just my big thing as a person who loves movies and wrestling is those are two separate flavors. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just I watch a movie when I want to watch a movie, but when I want to watch wrestling, give me wrestling. Yeah. And you and that's not me saying that the characters shouldn't be over the top and the plot shouldn't be how they are. I love that Drago is a dragon. Yeah. I, I love that all of Mexico is put a hit on Chavo Guerrero because he, he beat up Blue Demon. Yeah. I love that Cueto has a brother who eats people. Like, all of that is great. <laughs> Just, it is your challenge in the same way that in professional wrestling, it is a challenge to get emotion across to the audience in a wrestling match. You should also be able to do all of those things through wrestling. And I'm not saying just purely through moves, but, you know, listening to all of our our shit (laughs) on, 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 on this podcast. Obviously, we do some. We throw some bows, you know, their way and, and jab at them to say, with all of my peacock bullshit. Any of my backstage stuff is me making fun of backstages. Yeah. Um, 
but like I hate that it is a necessity. And going back to my my WrestleMania one thing from the first episode of this or second episode, none of that. Is, there's no backstages. There are some interviews, <laughs> and that's it. And the interviews exist in the world of sport. You know. Yeah. So I love the idea of telling sci-fi fantasy drama stories through the lens of sport. As soon as you cut to make it cinematic, now you're telling me wrestling stories through the lens of movies. And that doesn't have the same pack. That doesn't pack the same punch to me. Yeah. Um, but that's the negative. The positive Lucha Underground. Heck, some great action. Yeah. <laughs> cool stories. Fucking Angelico. Yeah. He's my favorite. Number one on my fave five right now because I'm going through watching this Lucha Underground. So cool. And have you seen him jump off of the building yeah. into a drop kick? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Moly. Yeah. And Helico rules. So good. Hybrid 2. Yeah, goddamn. Those guys. Oh, yeah. And so I will say with some, again, there's a lot. Like, the first season has 40 episodes. And there are four seasons. Like, it's, and they're all 45 minutes. Like, there's a lot of Lich on the ground. And yeah. there are some times where I'm like, all right, I'll give this the old skip ski. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of that is with Prince Puma and uh, Johnny Mundo. I just don't have any time for that. Yeah. Uh, but whenever I'm in that, like, there are some times where I powder through five episodes in 15 minutes because I'm just, all right, all right. That, a lot of yeah. Big Rick and Brian Cage. That's not what I'm here for, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, uh, but whenever Jack Evans shows up, no matter who he's wrestling, I'm like, all right, well, we'll, we'll give this a watch. Yeah. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Uh, I got an Evilise over with me, great too, because of that pairing with uh, uh, Angelico and, and uh, Son of Havoc. Uh, it, it is. It's still not perfect. Like again, obviously, I have some issues with it. It's not perfect, but I'm like, well, really wish I gave this a shot when it was on, because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so cool as an alternative. I I've always been up with the uh, been, been obsessed with the idea of a separate canon, yeah. where just like. We're aware that you know that this is Ricochet. That does not matter. In this world, he is Prince Puma. Yeah. And I love that when, like, um, shoot, who was it? Somebody else showed up, and I was just like, yeah, well, that's clearly X, but in here, it does not matter because that it's just a different world. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I still love that all of wrestling is connected, and I don't want to fully remove that. Yeah. But there is co- something cool to that, that swing, and Lucha Underground is full of those swings and I'm only still only in the first season, but uh, I'm excited to see it fall apart too. Cause I remember, I remember by the end of it, people being like, what the fuck is going on with Lucha Underground? Yeah. And maybe some of that was the shoot behind the scenes stuff and less about the content, but either way, I'm excited just to, to watch it get bad. If it gets bad and if it doesn't, Hey, that's also good too. You know? Yeah. I need to go back and realize I've seen like, you know, a handful of episodes in the first season from the first season. Yeah. That's really all I've seen. I, you know, but knowing that's on Tubi, I, I may have to go back and start all of it. All of it. it and if you watch on a, on a computer, as opposed to an app or your or your TV, when a commercial, when they throw to commercial, if you just hit 30 seconds ahead, it skips Tubi's commercials. That's great. <laughs> it's, and it's so nice because Lucha Underground always telegraphs when it's going to commercial, not just through like commentators being like, "All right, it's over. Here we go." It's like it has the 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 mask logo. It goes boom, so you have plenty of time just to okay. hit a button and skip, and you never have to watch a commercial. It's so nice. That is nice. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, uh, again, going through and watching old WrestleManias and Lucha Underground. Yeah, my big thing is uh, it's theater. It's not movies. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's and that's what's it's the same. way. I have a hard time with uh, animation sometimes because because the whole time I'm just like this is funny, but it's t- you, you you have too much freedom. There's no limitation, so there doesn't seem that much challenge. So you don't have to be as creative when you can just draw whatever to exist. Yeah. Like Rick and Morty traveling through whatever. Yeah, that takes as much effort as drawing a realistic thing. A live action show doing what Rick and Morty does is much more interesting to me because you have to build those sets and wear that makeup and it's engaged. It doesn't also with animation it kind of just feels like, eh, this is a podcast. I don't have to really look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just listening to, to guys talk anyway. Yeah. Because it's all and I'm uh, yeah, I'm not actually I'm not trying to bury I get why people like it. I, it's just sometimes I have a harder time with it. I'm getting over it. I'm getting in the King of the Hill, I'm watching King of the Hill and Lucha Underground. I'm moving to Texas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway, so all that to say, uh yeah, you need those when there's too much freedom you need those it's the same way when we write the show we're trying to we're doing what the hell whatever the hell we want but we're trying to do that through as best we can for now how wwe would have functioned do it that way again if i were truly had the keys to this i would not have most of my show be backstage like i did this week (laughs) like all of my matches would be longer than one segment unlike this week but you have to play to that. So when, again, you can just cut to inside of a person's brain on a wrestling show, which was the Firefly Funhouse and uh, all that stuff. It's like, it just, I understand that that feels more creative, but it just is. It's like, no, just there, there's magic now. We just have magic and we can just do whatever we want at any given time, as opposed to having to f- accomplish the same goal with the same brevity under. <laughs> yeah the guys of sport that's what's so fucking cool so it again with xsw we've done some a few video things here and there and that's all well and good but we i don't think we've ever beyond just an information dump yeah. of like quindical addressing the audience in here because he couldn't be there that night i don't think we've ever done anything that's just like look this is the content this is watch it and now we're back to the stage it was like crackers interacting with a video live on stage yeah uh st- stuff like that and that that's that's an okay use and that's why i got keep going to the firefly funhouse but uh i don't think they didn't they had that had to be a video um they could have accomplished the exact same thing <laughs> with blackouts to an already empty arena yeah and to, like and that's true, especially because they were it, it, that was during the pandemic, right? That was right at the start yeah. of this, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they could have. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. They could have filmed that whole thing. Still, it would be a taped thing, of course, but yeah, like it would be right. happening, you know. A lot and of there that. were live elements to that. Yeah, they were in a ring here and there, but just like do the whole thing in a ring. Yeah. Um, on the flip side of it, when the IWTV had the the Black Lives Matter mixtape, there was one I think from. England? I could be wrong about that, but it was shot. It was a match that was shot cinematically. That doesn't mean it was guys fighting on a golf course <laughs> and weird cameos from Attitude Area C-list guys. 
it was a match in a wrestling ring that was done in one take, but the cameras they used were really high camera, high quality cameras and took interesting shots and moved around. That I am in full support of. Yeah. It, it's just, you it just narratively speaking, don't turn it into a movie. Uh, have you? I, so I watched the uh, also on Tubi uh, the movie Grunt. Uh, it's like the, uh, um, what is it? Shoot, what's what's the Christopher Guest heavy metal movie? Spinal Tap. Okay. It's Spinal Tap, but for professional wrestling. Oh, okay. It's from 1985, and it is made by people who understand professional wrestling. And it was so refreshing. I, I love Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble, five stars, beautiful yeah. cult classic. But clearly, it's people who did some research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we can lose this because people don't care. Yeah. Whereas Grunt is made in conjunction with real wrestling people and clearly people who love it. And it's not. A, it's far from perfect, and I do like Ready to Rumble ultimately better. But through 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 the mockumentary style, which wrestling is more in tune with, like wrestling is closer to a mockumentary than it is a narrative film, or a, a nakedly narrative film. They were able to accomplish a wrestling storyline way more than a movie is ever able to, and that's why also uh, you can't kill David Arquette is a great wrestling movie it's also a documentary and it's about but like yeah so it, you follow this baby face yeah <laughs> underdog in their trial and tribulation grunt you don't follow him he's gone the whole time the whole documentary is about trying to find this guy and so when he does finally show up it's like when the lights go out at any wrestling show it's like that same experience yeah oh one second Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my wife just came home. Um. So yeah, when the guy returns, it feels like a, a wrestling return because movies can have that, but they ha- it can't. It's usually franchised, right? It's usually like again, Lord of the Rings. The guy dies in the first Lord of the Rings, he comes back in the next Lord of the Rings. But yeah. so for a standalone movie to do it. You have to die early on and then come back. At the end. It doesn't pack the same punch as this performer has been off of my TV for 18 months. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's finally going to return. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know why a stretcher job from somebody, like he got beat up real bad in his wrestling match, is less high stakes than... This guy got shot down by a couple of dudes in a cinematic backstage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think that packs less of a punch because it's like, yeah, you just edited this and you put it up. Whereas I watched this guy get again. Okay, I, I know I'm just repeating myself several different ways at this point, <laughs> but <laughs> and Helico jumped off the fucking building. Yeah, right. Yeah, that just happened, and it ruled, and it was in the middle of so many things. Yeah that's crazy you go watch a movie where a stunt man falls off of a thing yeah it's just not gonna feel the same way yeah and i think that's what my resistance to cinematic wrestling is it's just you're losing i'm all for safety but you're you're losing 
the inherent n- narrative stakes of it being live you know, with people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I you know, you, I, of course, like all of the pyro and ballyhoo of the, of, sure. of anything. And I'm, you know, I, you know, I even think my SmackDown is more cinematic than this, this episode. I was pretty in right. But, sure. uh, but yeah, no, absolutely. There is the, the element of live theater versus, but, uh, but pyro is a great example. Pyro in a an arena full of people versus a film shot of Pyro standing no, yeah. alone. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? You want the Pyro in front of people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know a lot of that, this, obviously, I would say, wager to say 100% of this year's cinematic stuff was because of the state of the world. So I'm not really that mad, but I'm glad we got past it. Yeah. I'm glad we have realized not every fucking thing needs to be it. Because like anything else, you got to just, you, you can't, you got to, parse it out you can't be use it sparingly um i just think pyro and belly who are there to underline live wrestling fights that's all yeah no i probably wasn't even using the phrase right but uh no no no, no. Yeah. but but and that, again that's why lucha underground is good because they are all there to support the fights so god bless yeah but i just remember it being it being in my periphery at the time and everybody talk about like finally the backstages aren't lame, yeah. and I'm like, well, they're kind of lame in their own way. Yeah, people are so concerned about justifying the backstages when it's like, maybe we just don't have backstages. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I think that justifies them even more is that they don't exist because why would they exist? It would also make the use of backstages pack more of a punch if they were so exactly. sparingly done that you know exactly. when you, you get a meaningful one. Because even the backstages are what I'm saying about uh, con- a constraint and creativity, right? Like, you shouldn't need a backstage to tell your story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if your backstory is, or if your story is contingent on a backstage, you're already flirting with too much non-wrestling stuff. Yeah. Um. It should be there to fuel what's there. Like, I don't know. I think using Twitter to further storylines at one point would have been great. I think we, we've already blown past it and we can't do it anymore because we decided that we use Twitter to break kayfabe instead of support it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but like, but like it's just to me, it's like, imagine as cool as that. It, like Moxley was supposed to have an angle with Foley as his debut. Right. Yeah. As Ambrose. And it was all starting over like real live meet and greets and Twitter completely off the TV. That's awesome. But clearly it's only awesome if it led to a match on TV and it didn't. And so that's why people don't think of it anymore. Like (sighs) you gotta, I don't know. It's, it's, and I I jokingly say the phrase that you're writing a TV show and I'm writing a, a wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, I'm making fun of people who actually use that reasoning yeah. <laughs> one way or the other. Either way is stupid. Yeah. Um, I think personally, um, I think there's room for all of it. I just fear. And I, again, already since May, it's dipped quite a bit. My fear was just always that we're going to completely, you know how the Olympics don't have wrestling in the Olympics anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's what I was afraid it was going to become. It's like, oh, so everything's just going to be shitty action movies. Yeah. Well, if I want to watch a shitty action movie, I'll go watch a shitty action movie. I'm here for some wrestling. Yeah, no. And to I get- be clear, 
I get that too. Yeah, where it's like, and also the cinematic stuff works best when it is sparingly. I think that's right. why, you know the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match were so well received because like they right. hadn't really, especially sure. the WWE hadn't really done anything right. like that. And then they do the Money in the Bank, and it's just like, all right, we got to stop doing this. this, this oh, they did. I, didn't, I don't even. Know. I didn't even know that. All of Money in the Bank was like a rat race bullshit. Oh, <laughs> Fucking yeah. mad, 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 mad world. <laughs> yeah, rough stuff. And that's I tweeted something that summer. It's like because Oscar won, and I was like, I'm happy Oscar has a world championship, you know, opportunity. I wish she got it through, you know, a series of matches. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to getting over by dancing and saying and making funny faces and then winning a shitty comedy movie match. Yeah. yeah. And now she can cash it in when she wants. Like both of those things can exist in wrestling. It's just like, it's, it's about, it's about uh, balancing it out. You got to balance it out. Yeah. But yeah, Lucha Underground rules. The book. Okay. Sorry. So again, sticking to the positive, the booking is great. <laughs> Yeah. The booking is so good, and it got me. So, I was so mad watching it the other day because I'm like, obviously, the, it's always going to come back for me to be like, if I had that budget and I had those people, oh, what were we going to? But I, I removed myself from it to look at Lucha Underground versus WWE, and I'm like, clearly WWE has a higher budget and and a larger catalog <clears throat> of people to draw from. But there's great, ta- obviously, great talent at Lucha Underground. And then it's like, yeah, WWE has the most money <laughs> and the biggest stars and just squanders it. And I know that is far from a hot take, but like, yeah, it's just, it feels exponential and proportionate to be like the more money and more talent you have, the worse your show is going to be. Yeah. Somehow. And I think Lucha Underground's strength is his booking because there are guys that I, and I know I have somewhat of a skewed view to be like, oh, here are the guys who are stars. All right, let me hit 30 seconds. Skip. I want to see the, I want to see those obscure whatever. I get that I have that chip on my shoulder. But like even their bigger stars are Ricochet, John Morrison. Like their biggest is Alberto Del Rio. Like, yeah. you know, uh, to an American audience. I'm, again, they had Blue Demon Jr. and Chavo Guerrero. Like they have yeah. big guys. But um and I guess you know, I, you know, and the, and a big difference too with WWE, where like you know, I'll shit on it, but then it's like I also have to like check myself where it's like WWE isn't even trying to play to me. They're, it's like I'm not even, right. you know, like it's like I'm the least of WWE. They just, you know, they're playing to families and the broader spectrum, and you know, I, you know, absolutely, and where you know, whereas you know, I'm kind of in the wrong for trying to watch WWE through the eyes I want to watch it in, you know, like for sure, the for sure the issue with that then is well then go buy all the santinos in the r-truths stop buying yeah no totally yeah <laughs> drew gulaks and cesaros you yeah. know like what what exactly uh, why hoard literally everyone when you know yeah um but yeah so i that's i got really frustrated just being like give this give these guys the give lucha underground the book you know yeah, like yeah I want I want to see the marriage between those two worlds of it's still presented like WWE WWE was presented, but we have the storylines of Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah. I remember with Lucha, what kind of sunk them really was like their contracts, right? Wasn't that what those like? I just remember that yeah, I, again. I was so on the outs with it because I remember being in a Wendy's complaining to you about Lucha Underground when it first came out, why I couldn't get into it, 
And yeah. I think a lot of that was a Chikara chip on my shoulder. It's like, it's Chikara, but catering to people who, who never gave Chikara a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I understand where I was coming from with that take at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I can see it's wildly different. Um, but again, it's always hard when you're in the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's much easier when we're this far removed. But yeah, by the time at the end of it, it just seemed like they all wanted everyone to be exclusive. And it's like, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> again, even though it's a great wrestling show, it is still a TV show. And it's like, well, if we're only shooting for this amount of time, I and I can't take any bookings elsewhere. Yeah. That's, you know, doesn't doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my uh, understanding. That's, yeah, that's my understanding of it as well. And Back yeah, to negative. When, yeah, when Lucha was on, I was, you know, so deep in NXT and WWE. Right. Like, there's just so much content. There, you know, the content right. is, dude, there's just too much of it, so. Back to negative. Matt Stryker's commentary can go fuck itself. Ooh. Same with Vampiro, who do the commentary there, right? Vampiro's better, but he's also color, so there's less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stryker thinks he's play-by-play, but is trying so hard to be color, and that's what's annoying. Yeah, okay. He is all of the Morrow and Corey Graves bullshit that we do. In one person, yeah. Oh, just yeah. the worst. And then, of course, it's it's 2014, which isn't that long ago, but you're like, oh, misogyny was just allowed <laughs> to be fully on display yeah. here. And they think they're being progressive because the women are wrestling the men. But the things that you are saying are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that where you just gotta gotta brush off. But uh, but yeah, Striker's in love with himself with his inside and pop culture references. <laughs> that I'm just like, just call it the match, just call it the match. Yeah. And stop comparing yourself to WWE. The first episode, it's like you won't see kids in brightly colored shirts cheering in the front row, and I'm like, well, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. It's. Ugh. And then cut to seven episodes later. Here are some kids in brightly colored shirts cheering. You know, yeah. like yeah. Don't uh, don't shoot yourself in the foot like that. Uh, anyway, that was my big update and hot take: is that Lucha Underground is good, but not for the reasons we thought it was good. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, because like I said, I've watched you know a handful of episodes when I you know six years ago. I watched a handful yeah. of episodes, so I, I would, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd be interested to rewatch it through my eyes now. And for me, it took a, f- a little bit used to, uh, getting used to of it's like inherent MTV-ness. Okay. Like it has the Wrestling Society X vibe and feeling to it when it's in the wrestling segments. Or almost theme parky. Whenever Dario comes out and he's like, and they work for me. Yeah, it feels yeah. very much like practiced. And uh, But once you're, you know, I'm 30 some episodes in now. I'm like, all right, that's just with the territory. It's anything else. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, have yourself a ball, guys. Go watch Lucha Underground on Tubi TV. Um, and let's book wrestling better. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like I can, I, I'm not rolling my eyes whatever we cut to a backstage with Lucha. It's just a little bit of like, yeah, this could have been an email, right? And this could, we could have done, just done this through the show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, the booking the booking is good and that's all that matters uh and i think all of the shit we complain about wwe wouldn't matter as much if the booking weren't fucking terrible yeah yeah remember when nxt won survivor series what's up <laughs> remember when nxt won survivor God, series yeah yeah exactly you watch the product now and you would not know that they participated in no yeah survivor. 
And yeah, I mean, that's well, yeah, that's I mean, the most frustrating thing with WWE is that when they're good, they're just so unbelievably good. Like, you know, yeah. the, the times it is good is like it's the best, but you know, that is so few and far between. And that is, yeah, again, as snarky guys with the wrestling podcast, we have to say if we're doing a bell curve, yeah, the greatest professional wrestling so far, yeah, again, I we're big AEW guys over here, and I have faith that they will get there, but for now, it still is like. You cannot beat when WWE is firing on console yeah. cylinders. It just next to never is anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's what's frustrating. Yeah. So I know, you know, I can't even say, cause I have not watched, you know, consistently watched the WWE product in over a year now. So, right. Yeah, but like the Kofi Daniel Bryan stuff, which, you know, yeah. Which, you know, even if you want to say, you know, they didn't write that, it just happened organically, they at least took that ball and ran with it and hit it out of the park. Right. And and I again I'm only coming from a perspective of judging the content. If we're if we're judging yeah, the reasoning yeah. behind things, then yeah, maybe they're the worst. But that's that's not why you're tuning in and to understand the reasoning behind the content, you yeah, know? Yeah. Or some people I'm sure they are, but um Yeah, I I, I don't know. It, it's 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 all a recipe and it's about how much you use of this here and this there and it's finding what I, I, at the end of the day, even if I didn't ended up not reverting back to who I was in 2015 and saying what I was saying about Lucha Underground, it's still like, I think even then I was like, it should exist. I'm not saying it sucks and get rid of it. I'm glad it's there because I like having the gradients in the same way that I, 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 you know, checked in with Twitter a couple of times. There are plenty of people who, xsw is not for yeah. but they aren't calling for us to not exist anymore yeah. <laughs> like if you like xsw it's there if you don't that's fine if you again i have no time for evolve anymore but i'm glad people are getting whatever they're getting out of evolve yeah. you know uh, or even me with like nxt right now like you know oh exactly yeah i, I mean that's, with NXT right hey, that's the same thing buddy <laughs> yeah 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 very true. nxt yeah. right now is evolve yes yeah. uh but yeah it's it's uh, and that's what's crazy it's going back I'm also going back. I guess the other new update is I'm back in love with wrestling again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching a lot of wrestling lately. It's nice. Uh, but uh, I've been re-listening to the We Watch Wrestling podcast, and it's so interesting to hit because they're in the moment. They're talking about 2015 as 2015's happening, and here I am six years removed. And it's like, oh, how sweet. What nice, cute takes those are. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you have no idea what you're in for. Uh and they're in love with Lucha Underground, and it's like that—that's awesome. And then it just again it drops off, and you never hear from it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so to hear them be in love with NXT and remembering how in love with NXT we were. Yeah. How it is. Yeah, NXT from two thousand fourteen. Like, concerns right now. Yeah, yeah. Into two thousand eighteen, it's just so good. Yeah. 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 And then now I'm like, I just cannot be bothered. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah. I mean, you know, if it's just you know, AEW is you know just running circles around NXT. I mean, WWE in general, but especially NXT. Yeah. For me, at least as a fan, you know. Yeah, I, definitely. I know and it's not not, but you know, right. But I know, it, but it's also not perfect. And I I'm loving that lately. Yeah. Is there's popping up moments where it's like, oh, I didn't like that. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. So the 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 honeymoon's wearing off, but I'm still overall enjoying it, and that that's great yeah wild stuff going on over there right now yeah. ripping us off even more yeah <laughs> <laughs> Callus omega if you're listening we're still waiting for that tag team match yeah yeah baby <laughs> hit us up 
But yeah, um, I don't know. That was a a, a long, repetitive uh, <laughs> uh, review of wrestling from six years ago. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's you know fun to talk about Lucha Underground hey, in twenty twenty one. You know, I you know, yeah, I, it's something I haven't you know I haven't thought about Lucha Underground in a couple of years. So you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's a, it's a nice treat. And again, there's something nice to it being finite too. It's one of the few things in professional wrestling where it's like, well, there it all is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and while it feels daunting, and when I said it earlier, to be like the first season is forty episodes and there's whatever, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's one hundred and ten episodes at absolute most. Yeah. And so what's that? Two years of WWE pro of two years of Monday Night Raw, one year of WWE programming. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not that hard. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you just watch one a week, you're uh, you're done in uh, a year or two weeks. You're done in a year. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's hard for me to really reckon with. Where I'm like, again, I'm 32 episodes in after a week, and it's like, wait, Drago wasn't even gone that long. Why are they? I'm like, oh, for me, it was an hour ago. For them, it was seven weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, spoilers: Drago leaves and comes back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, but it is. It's also a good uh, testament to the 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 not like if it's good, there aren't really spoilers argument, which yeah. I've never really subscribed to too much before. But watching the John Grant, knowing certain things happen, <clears throat> it still is just like, well, that's not why I'm watching it. Again, it's the difference. It's it's the difference between watching live and watching six years. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think wrestling is, you know, the the form of entertainment that lends itself most to where, you know, when it's good, the spoilers don't matter. Like, you know, it's just yeah. the, the two things I have had, I, I spoiled for myself when I was at work mindlessly and then still had a great time with it watching back. Yeah. Was Owens beating Sammy for the NXT title the first time, uh-huh. uh, which I just, you know, I just mindlessly opened up Instagram and saw a picture of Owens holding the NXT title. And sure. I was like so jacked up for that and was like, fuck. But then I, you know, yeah. watching it, I was still like, this is just so good. Uh, you know, and yeah. then, uh, and, and then Seth's cash in and WrestleMania 31, I'd spoiled uh, myself. Sure. But watching it live, I was like, this is just even better than I expected it to be. It's so good. Right. Uh, yeah. It, this is a whole new thing. But the thing with spoilers, I understand being annoyed with people who treat them like they're the end of the world. I do. But at the same time, the reason I'm, I don't want spoilers is not because it will ruin the thing. That's not my argument. My argument is I only get that experience of seeing it yeah. happen, yeah. learning what happened as I'm watching it happen one time yeah. ever in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I get a spoiler, I then get it zero times yeah. in my life. And I, will re-watch, I can rewatch it a hundred times and still enjoy it, but I will never have that one time. No, yeah, totally. And that's, you know, I've done media blackouts for a few things, and I'm so glad I did for most of them. Sometimes it's been kind of anticlimactic. I was like, oh, okay, I could have, whatever. But Punk, Cena, Money in the Bank, I had to work, I had to close that Sunday and then open that Monday. Oof. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So I had 24 hours of nothing. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. And I watched the whole, I didn't skip to the main event. I watched the whole show because I, I liked the anticipation and I was ready to go. And it was so worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even when it's like, oh, okay, this thing's been out for 10 years. Sorry for I spo- if I spoiled the thing. It's like, 
well, I'm new to wrestling, so I have not been exposed to 10 years of people referencing these things. Yeah. You know, I still wanted to experience it for the first time. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not my fault. Yeah. But, but you know, at the same time, yeah, it doesn't ruin. Ruin is the wrong word. No, but, you know, yeah. like you say, you know, it does take away that, you know, the yeah. live experience of it is, is, is now gone. Uh, yeah, I just remember... What was it? Double or nothing when Brian Cage debuted in AEW? Uh, probably right. Yeah, he was like he was the the last person to enter their like gauntlet ladder yeah, match yeah, thing, yeah. and I was also a day behind on that or or twelve hours behind, and I remember, <laughs> uh, you know, five, four, three, two, one. I paused it, and I just took a breath. Yeah, <laughs> and I just like almost like edging. I was just like just feel this energy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this. You are so excited to see whoever is about to come. Yeah. Like no, no other art form can give you this level of excitement. Yeah, let's go. And then I hit play, and it was Brian Cage. And I was like, oh well, what can you do? But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad I paused because I got that feeling way longer than I would have. If it was Brian. Yeah. I like Brian Cage more now since since he's been in AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was just kind of like, ah, well, all right, all right. Because I think that was the time where like Gulak's contract was up, and I was really, really? like, come on. Come on, um, but yeah, right. And that's what I mean. Uh, that moment of just we're projecting the numbers five, four, three, two, one to a again, it was still mostly just wrestlers instead of an audience, but like to a live experience. Yeah. That video is being showcased. We're excited to see who's about to walk through the curtain. Yeah, you can't get that through Chava Guerrero driving a hot rod through the streets of Boyle Heights, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he runs into Conan, and it's what like. It just doesn't exist in the same form. Anyway, yeah, wrestling, wrestling. It's it's you know it's the most fun if you're a fan of it. Yeah, wrestling. Love it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's the door. There it is. We showed you it. Get out or come <laughs> you think in. Cena, do you think Cena's gonna be at WrestleMania this year? I hope so. I, you know, I haven't been watching the products long enough. Been, are they, is this like a storyline? Will he or won't he? Not at all. No, 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 no. That's I mean, why you, I, know, yeah. you know, Cena is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, of course. You know, don't say it. Like Cena, you know, probably in my top five all-time. So I would, yeah. you know, love to see nothing more than than weird hair Cena show up <laughs> to WrestleMania. But yeah, last year that was his only appearance was the Firefly Funhouse. That's crazy. Right? Cena rules. Right? Or I, I guess it might have been a, a, a build for Firefly Funhouse. The yeah. AEW fanboy in me is like, I want seeing an AEW so bad. I would love to see that. Of course. In AEW. But I would also love to see him in WrestleMania. I'd love to see him at Lucha Underground. Who loved, yeah, God, yeah, I'd love to see him anywhere. I'd love to see him at Progress. I'd love to see him at, uh, yeah. you know, anywhere. Anywhere. I'd love to see Johnson. Interspecies, yeah. Um, Triple H didn't have a single match last year. Yeah, so that was his first, the first year like ever for Triple H, right? Or other than like, yeah, yeah. He was like rehabbing yeah. or whatever. Uh, yeah. No, no, even when he was rehabbing, he, like a calendar year, he had gotten something in. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, he never yeah. missed a full year of something. Maybe 365 days, but not, he said, he didn't sit out 2013. He didn't sit out 2012. Like, well, he, he sat out 2020. He, you know, in my opinion, he did have a match in 2020. He was too busy getting his butt kicked. By AEW on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Trips. Got him. Got him. <laughs> anyway, all right. We are done, but I still just want to hit the same point a million times. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just under that. The the stadium stampede match, people were calling a cinematic match. And I'm like, no. 
it was shot like a wrestling match. Even if it was edited like a movie, it was shot like a wrestling match. It was shot like the hardcore titles bullshit from 1999. Yeah. Foley and, and uh, The Rock at halftime. Empty arena like, match, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was still... And pinfalls and submissions mattered. Yeah. <laughs> like, they did jokes and they did edits and cuts, but it was still presented to me like a wrestling match as opposed to a movie that is show that we're in the narrative wrestling's involved, you know? Yeah. That's, I'm not, yeah, I want to be clear. I'm not saying I don't want people to get experimental and do weird shit. I just want that experimental attitude to be within the confines of wrestling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, and this is something I think we've probably touched on a few times already in this podcast, but you know, <laughs> you know, in the world of wrestling, if they, you know, if they do, when they do dip their toes into cinematic and stuff, yeah. If it's not really, really good, like you know, like uh, like the Broken Universe or the Firefly right. Funhouse, it, it is very bad. Like if it's yeah. not at that level where yeah. you're like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" Uh, it's right. like you're just like, "Ee, well, all right, that was cool." At best, and then yeah. also, I, I I'll admit to being a nerd who just is hung up on like, so how am I seeing this? Yeah. Who is seeing this? Who knows what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get that that's what people complain about with the cameras in the backstage of WWE. But I'm like, well, that's their own doing. I don't know why they did it that way. But yeah, if you just keep it to this is the camera from the interview and this person's being interviewed, that's all it needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last night on AEW, I won't give any spoilers, but like they addressed the cameraman an awful lot to the point that I was like, guys, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cameraman's there. I don't care why. It's fine. Uh, but they kept being like, no, no, you stay. It's okay. It's okay. It's like, well, all right. I got it. You, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky, it all comes down to being a tricky balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you got to experiment. And so I don't knock anybody for experimenting. It's just, it's, you know, exactly. It's just, you know, you know, it's, you know, if you're trying to make a movie, you gotta, you know, understand that you are going up against some good movies out there. Movies, exactly. You know, uh, but but yeah, and, and I think the Firefly Flying House and the Boner match were great. Like, uh, but you yeah. know, but they, those are for every one of those you're going to get. I didn't watch Money in the Bank, but right. But my still issue with those ones is that it just got me excited to see a wrestling match that will never come. No, to- yeah, totally. And that's what yeah. I don't understand the function of necessarily. Yeah. Um. I don't want to prematurely pull the plug here. But yeah. Oh, no, no. We've been going on for too long. To the yeah, old yeah, yeah. day job. Hey, the old ball and chain, huh? Yeah, the old ball and chain of my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very lucky to have right now. Of course. Of course. We're great. We're very privileged. Yes. All right. Well, great app. We'll see you guys next week for the uh, March 1st edition of Monday Night Raw and the March 6th edition of Friday Night SmackDown. Under WrestleMania heating up. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, with, Bye. Uh, with my uh, oh. with my sledgehammer and my kendo stick. Ooh. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>